muscle people. Welcome to Muscle Maven Radio. I am your muscle maven, Ashley Van Houten. I appreciate you being here and spending your time with me. Thank you for that. So today's episode, I have recruited, and this is not the first time I've done this, but I've recruited a smart and resourceful friend of mine to talk about a bunch of topics. And uh, my friend Sam, and I'll tell you who he is in a minute. Um, But we ended up having a really long conversation that went deep in a lot of different areas. And what I decided to do was kind of chop this this interview episode up into some smaller, more specific, um, easily digestible kind of topics, um, shorter episodes on specific ideas and put them out that way rather than one big episode where we kind of talk about a ton of different stuff. So I'd love to hear what you think about it. This one, this episode today is all about biohacking the term, where it came from, how it can be misconstrued, how it can be misused, when it can be useful, when it's not useful. Um, We kind of dive deep into that topic and also um, when it's okay to biohack versus when you should really be focusing on the fundamentals, the foundation, the non-sexy basic stuff that everybody needs to have. And I think you can see where I'm going with this in terms of order of importance. But anyway, we do talk about a lot of different stuff there and I, I really enjoyed it. But I cut this just a little bit short, just so that we're just talking about this topic for this one. And I'd love to hear what you think. Like, do you like some of these shorter episodes, these kind of short and sweet ones? Maybe you don't have the energy or the time to listen to me ramble on for 80 minutes. So maybe these are better sometimes. Maybe we want to do kind of half and half, longer ones. Most of my episodes usually go about an hour um, to about 80 minutes. Um, Maybe you don't like these. Maybe these these don't give you enough time to kind of delve into the topic. I don't know. Let me know, though. So send me a message. Let me know on social media. Send me an email. My email address is in the show notes. Tell me what you like and what you don't like so that I can get that for you. Okay. Uh, So that's what's happening today. So Sam Pogue um, is an awesome human being. I met him a few years back, uh, I think probably at like some paleo or keto thing in Austin. And we hung out and we recorded some podcasts then. And he took me on a tour um, of on it because he was working there at the time. And we worked out and used some of those weird mace things that they use there. And he showed me, showed me how to do it. Um, and it was super fun. Um, but Sam is a really, really uh, resourceful human being. He is a personal trainer to average people like me all the way up to professional baseball players. Um, he's a fitness consultant, fitness tech consultant, and brand builder. So he helps people um, who are in the fitness uh, and wellness world create their brands, create their infrastructure. Um, and we've already had some sort of business chats behind the scenes. And he's just super knowledgeable and awesome and just such a great dude. So I'm glad that he was willing to come on and chat with me about a bunch of stuff. And you'll hear from him again in the future. Cause like I said, we've got some other topics that we delve into. Um, but this one, like I said, all about biohacking and it's fun. It's a fun topic, right? Because even if you, um, kind of roll your eyes at it, or you think it's sort of just a weird buzzword or it's for crazy people who want to justify their weirdness, maybe all of that is true a little bit. Um, but there's always more to it as there is with every topic, um, when it comes to health and fitness. So I hope you enjoy this episode again. Let me know if you do. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, our show sponsor and all the fun stuff sort of at the end of the show. Um, but this one's short and sweet, so I hope you like it. And uh, here's my chat about biohacking with my good friend, Sam Pogue. We spend so much of our time in guilt 
or second guessing what we're doing. And it's just a waste. Cause again, I always look at things from like a pr pragmatic perspective. There's no judgment in your emotions and your feelings because we all have feelings and emotions, even, mm -hmm. even when they're, uh, they're working against us, even when they're irrational, it's a thing. We're human beings. Right. But when you yep. think about whatever, whatever negative emotion you're having guilt around what you're eating or guilt around time that you're wasting or whatever it is that you, you know, it's literally wasting your time and not getting you closer to your goal. So if your goal is to not be using Instagram so much, or if your goal is to not mindlessly eat junk food, just feeling bad about what you did, it doesn't change the behavior. So if you're looking yeah. at this from like a psychological perspective, like what can you be doing instead that's more helpful than just feeling guilty about the thing you just did? You know, like yeah. it's just, just life's too short. Well, I'm sure on your show, you guys get quite, a, you probably get quite a few questions around biohacking, right? Yeah. And that's got kind of two camps to it, right? You have the people who are, it's like, it's helping. It's, it's a step in the right direction. And then it's like, yeah, but that's not change. It's just like a cheat code. Yeah. And it's like, how do you look at that? And yeah. what's your perspective around it? Because if you've never done anything for your health and you choose to do a biohack by drinking bulletproof coffee in the morning is like your first step in health. Like, I think it's a huge fucking step. Yeah. Is it the best thing for you? Like, Maybe not. I don't know. But like, yeah. it's better than the Starbucks sandwich you were eating before. Yeah. So, right. Like I'm in kind of both camps with biohacks and I think it plays so well into that space around guilt and the easy way. Yeah. Like, cause no one wants to go down the mastery hole and like yeah. get fucked up and, you know, learn. They just yeah. want to like, give me the, give me the easy button. Yeah, it is a good question. It's a question that I get a lot. Um, and I actually, I appreciate when people ask the question about, what do you think about biohacking this? Or what do you think about this article about shortening this or that? Because it, it shows that you're thinking instead of just saying, yeah. oh, look, there's an easy button. Let me push it, right? Um, I think that there's a couple things to unpack there. And one of them, first of all, as an editor, I got to say it, is like semantics. It's like the word. So sometimes we use the word biohack to just describe a more efficient way of doing something, which is not that you're cheating, but maybe it's marketing, right? Because if you yeah. say it's a biohack and you say you're cheating the system, people are going to be more into it when really it's just like, no, this is just a better way to do a thing that you're already doing. So like somebody reached out to me about this sort of um, different like exercise methodology or like getting more out of less time in the gym. Yeah. That's not a biohack. That's just working out more intelligently, really, you know, right? <laughs> so it's not saying like, oh, if you do this one minute workout, you're going to lose 10 pounds in a week. It's just saying like, take less time between sets, like focus, like don't be checking Instagram in between your movements. Um, focus on mind muscle connection and do hit workouts because they're super effective rather than two hours of kind of like beasting yourself on the treadmill. You know, these things are not biohacks. They are just more efficient ways to do things, right? So yeah. I think that's kind of the first part is like get rid of the marketing uh, clickbait and like read into whatever the thing is for what it really is. Um, and then the second part is I think that there isn't, there isn't such thing as the easy button. There isn't such thing as the magic pill, right? I think that there are biohacks, but I think yeah. that they are for uh, people who are at a certain level in their fitness and wellness journey in, you know, people who are maybe like in the more like elite levels of athletics or whatever, where that fine tuning and tweaking makes a difference. But the harsh reality is that for 99% of us, we should be focusing on getting better sleep, moving around, being outdoors, managing our stress, 
eating healthy food, those are going to move the needle so much more than whatever Ben Greenfield's latest enema is, or, you know, I love the guy, but whatever, you know, latest weird nootropic or supplement, like, and they're fun to play with, but like to pretend that that's going to fix the thing that your crazy stressed out cortisol jacked, low sleep, you know, body is going through. It's not, it's just not. So yeah, I mean, I think that uh, they're fun to play with and it's a great kind of hobby and it's a great tweak for really high level people. But for the majority of us, it's just distracting us because we don't want to deal with the actual uh, like fundamental stuff that just isn't as sexy. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Do you catch yourself being objective to new ones that you hear about right out of the gate? Or do you catch yourself like because of your position trying them and like, let me just fuck with this for a minute. And then I'll like, I'll have something to say about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm definitely somebody who I just for integrity purposes, I definitely want to try things before I speak on them. Right. Like this is, I joke about it all the time that this is actually the sole reason why I read 50 shades of gray, the novel, because I knew I was going to hate it with a passion, but I didn't want to shit all over this cultural zeitgeist before I read it. And it was the worst written book I've ever read. It was awful. But, and I really have some actual deep thoughts about it. Cause I'm like, if women are that, um, are that they desire something sexual and they desire this erotica and they Mm -hmm. desire this kind of like sexy, horny books this much. And this is what they have access to. That makes me sad in my heart because we, as uh, you know, women, we, you know, have a heart, we have a lot more shame around how we access our erotic material. And this became something that was mainstream. It was accepted and people could read on the subway and other people could see them, but it was like sexy stuff. Right. And I'm like that, like in a way, okay, it's doing something, but like, it was just such garbage, just such terrible garbage. I don't care if anybody listening to this is like, I love 50 shades. Great. It was straight up garbage. Okay. You can like it if you want, but it sucked. I'm going down a different rabbit hole. Anyway, I read the stupid book because I want, I didn't want to just say, oh, this is stupid. You know, like you you should know. So going back to nootropics and and biohacking, I I mean, I'm not trying everything. I definitely tend to be somebody who kind of sits back and watches and pays attention and reads first. And also I'm not at the level of Ben Greenfield where people are sending me like $5,000 peptide injectables, right? So like I'm not sending my hard earned money on stuff unless I think it's going to be worth my while. With that said, I definitely, I think like you, have a curious personality. And if something mm-hmm. piques my interest, if something makes sense in the context of what I'm trying to do, um, I'm going to try things out. And I do, I have a cupboard full of, of supplements and nootropics and weird things to try. I don't think that it's, again, I'm not using it to try and you know yeah. become superwoman. I'm using it to like play around with it and see what happens. Um, and I have like very specific areas of interest, like, like improved sleep or, um, you know, recovery, uh, and things like that. So I'm going in those directions cause those matter to me. Um, but I think, yeah, I think for like, look, I'm not trying to tell people who are listening that unless you're a professional athlete, you can't play around with this stuff. Yeah. I just think, again, it's like about priorities. It's about mm-hmm. really paying attention to what, what your goal is, what you need, and just focusing on those foundations. And that's the other thing that you know from training professional athletes and working with all these high-level people is that guess what those crazy elite athletes are doing and focusing on all the time? The foundationals, right? They're not just biohacking. They're focusing on their sleep and they're recovering properly and they're eating and fueling properly. That's what real, actual trained people are doing. We just hear about the kind of like fun, weird, sexy stuff. Cause that's like the fun stuff to read about, you know? Mm-hmm. Y'all yeah. would be really shocked and bored 
to do a training session that I do with some of my athletes. Like you're like, Oh, that really wasn't that fun. Like, I'm like, it, it's not, it's not what you think a workout is. It's like, it's not hit training. It's yeah. not this like high intensity need. Like yeah, homie makes a lot of money to throw a baseball. His ability to ride an airdyne for 20 minutes at max effort, like is not applicable to his thing. Um, does, does it feed the ego? Does it give, is there some competitive nature things or are there some great things from it? For sure. There are elements from that kind of hit training or those, those type of efforts that, are valuable, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's valuable for everyone given their goal. Yeah. Right. So just like, it's like, you know, whether it's hit training or a vegetarian diet or a biohack, like just because it's good for you or worked for you doesn't mean it's good for me. And I do think, you know, on this, on this note, I want to make people understand that like, yes, N equals one is a very real thing. Like a thing can work for you and not work for someone else. And like, to be honest, I don't give a shit if it doesn't work for someone else. It worked for you. Like you now sleep better, you now eat better, you now do that. Yeah, whatever, right? That's awesome. Uh, but like, you know, this, I, I thought of this because I actually started talking about uh, asking questions. And like, I think a lot of it comes down to being able to ask the right question about what is it that you really want? Mm-hmm. And what are you, what are you going into looking at that solution, right? Like, are you doing this biohack thing to do one more thing better that you can do to get better sleep? fucking rock on do the thing take the supplement do the fucking dance and the yada yada so i don't know if i'm supposed to cuss as much i cuss a lot uh that like it's just like you're doing the thing uh versus like oh it's like the only thing i'm gonna do right or it's like that's the only effort i'm willing to give in so yeah. i think it's and that's and that carries over to everything like is switching to a plant-based diet good for you maybe it could maybe your body liked it doesn't mean it's good for someone else. Like, yeah. but that's really tough. Is hit training good for you? Maybe your friend might've lost 20 pounds, but like, was it good for them? I don't know. Their adrenals might be effed. They might have, yeah. you know, all these other, like, I don't know what good for them is. Yeah. Did So what was the real thing? And so I think everything comes down to, and you have such a health audience here is take a time to take a step back and ask the question first. Yeah. What is it? Why am I choosing to do this thing? Where do I think it's going to benefit me? And how do I think, where is it going to fit into my life? Yeah. And yeah. then progressing forward and then choosing and being unapologetic. Like, Hey, I'm going to try hit training for six weeks and see how, Ooh, my fucking knees hurt all the time. Okay. It's not good for you. Right. There we go. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I know hit training's not the thing. Oh, Tai Chi was the thing. Okay. Whatever. Right. And, but it got us to make the next decision. And so then that, that decision, that choice becomes that end range limit. Right. Like when we talk about finding our extremes, mm-hmm. right. Like, Ooh, yep. I don't, I definitely don't want to go further than uh, injecting this in my body. So yeah, I'm not going down that biohack rabbit hole anymore. I know this is my stop point and I've already been down here. So now I get to choose like my, what I choose to do with my time, what I'm going to be unapologetic with is going to live in this window. And now I can choose what things can I do inside of this window that are going to help me get better. I apologize for interrupting the beautiful flow of this amazing podcast you're listening to, but I promise this will be quick and worth your while. I'm trying to give you guys a deal here. So just bear with me for a minute. Okay. Today's show is brought to you by Primally Pure. This is a company that I have loved and used for years and years. When I first started getting into sort of ancestral health and the paleo way of eating, which of course evolved into paying attention to skincare and other just products that you're using in your daily life, because if you're going to be picky about what goes in your bod, you need to be picky about what goes on your bod too. Like everything you slather on your face or skin or hair in your hands, it gets absorbed into your body too. And often we have no idea what these chemicals and ingredients are and what they're doing. And a lot of times they really aren't something we want to ingest, right? Like these are not edible or bioavailable products that we want in our bodies. And 
you know, sometimes I find that natural skincare stuff just doesn't have the same feel or luxuriousness. It doesn't look pretty. It doesn't smell pretty um, as some of those sort of standard companies that we use and buy. And let's be honest, I don't really want to settle for natural skincare that I don't actually enjoy using. I like to treat myself. I like to smell nice and feel nice. So Primally Pure came along and made my life very happy. I interviewed their founder years ago, and I've been using their stuff consistently ever since. Their products are made with just a few ingredients that you can actually recognize and name and pronounce, stuff like extra virgin olive oil, beeswax, tallow from grass-fed cows, but don't worry, you're not going to smell like tallow. Uh, They've got stuff like mango butter, essential oils. Their products smell amazing without being overpowering or fake. They feel delicious. Most importantly, they actually work and do what they say they're going to do. So their body butter, which is my favorite product, is like the most decadent thing in the world. It has like the consistency of frosting and it smells delicious and it just makes your skin so nice and smooth and creamy. I've ranted about their deodorant before. It's like magic. It actually makes you stop smelling, not just right away when you put it on, but like all the time. Like I literally use deodorant every couple of days now instead of worrying about (laughs) stinking halfway through the day. It works for men and women. All of these products are for everybody. I can't say enough about how just beautiful and transparent and good this company is. So I've supported them forever. They've supported me. And I want to pass along this discount for use. So you can try them and be blown away by it too. And their products are actually very affordable considering the quality uh, you know, that they're giving you. So anyway, I'm so in love. Um, I'd be happy to talk to you more one-on-one about the products. If you're on the fence, you don't know maybe which stuff to try, just send me a message. Send me a DM on Instagram. Send me an email. Let me know. I can help you out. Use the code MUSCLEMAVEN. When you go to primallypure.com and just take care of your skin the way that you want to take care of everything else, uh, you won't regret it. Okay, now back to the show. It's funny because we talked about this in our last call, and it's something that I'm personally working on that I think so many people are working on and working on throughout their lives is you touched on this idea of like getting clear on your goals, and that can be physical fitness goals, that can be professional goals. It's a lot harder. It's way easier said than done, right? Like a lot of people talk about this. They're like, and it's true. You need to be clear on your goals before you can set these little mini goals and set the trajectory in motion to achieve what you want, right? But we're really, it's really difficult to do that because it has to be well-defined. We get super excited about a goal and then we have a lot of guilt if we change our priorities. Um, And then we have to do this really deep introspective work to be like, okay, if our goals lose 20 pounds, like, do we actually want to lose 20 pounds? Do we just want to look better because we feel bad about ourselves? Is there another way we could feel better about ourselves? Do we want to lose weight because we saw that other chick with abs and we're kind of jealous of her or whatever? You know, like there's a lot of uncomfortable work that needs to be done when we're trying to, to figure out these goals. And we should do that due diligence rather than just saying, oh, I want to be a millionaire or I want to like look really good and post some pictures on Instagram. It's hard. It's hard yeah. work. Like I've been working on this for years and I'm getting closer and I'm getting better. And I think that's reflective in my career tra- trajectory and like how I feel about myself and all of these things, but I'm still not hundred percent clear on it. Like you were asking these great questions the last call and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I still, I still haven't done all of the work that needs to be done yet. So I think that's, that's worth pointing out again, that for people who, cause I, and I get this a lot too, from women who are just like, I want to, I want to lose weight or I want to look like this, or I want to get to this percent body fat. And I'm like, okay, but let's unpack why first, because and actually, Ben, Ben Pakulski, the other um, mm-hmm. fitness gentleman that I uh, co-host his <laughs> podcast with, he said a really smart thing the other day that he's like, 
everybody wants to lose body fat, but really body fat, losing fat is not a very compelling goal. It does not keep people excited long enough to be sustainable. And that's the problem. Like we think like we all want to lose fat. So, you know, it'll be easy to do that. But like you get tired of it after a while. You're just like, this isn't fun anymore. And this isn't, this isn't improving my life enough and it's just not worth it. So I think it's fine if you want to lose weight. It's fine if you want to lose fat, but having deeper purpose and a reason why you want to do it is important. Yeah. And with the idea of biohacking in this realm of like, you know, what, as I think about this conversation now is what it does do is it gets people to try things because maybe it doesn't inherently seem easier. So the boundaries of the barriers to entry seem less effortful and less resistance to getting into things. Because anytime we butt up against the idea of challenge and fear, that's not natural human reaction is to put ourselves in danger. Mm-hmm. And so we naturally are going to want to gravitate towards things that make us feel safe and secure. And so we don't naturally want to try things. But if this idea of biohacking gets us to want to try something, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of value in that. If we can come into it with the perspective that I'm doing it to learn, because perspective only comes at a cost of time, energy, money, or pain. And my buddy and mentor, John Wolf said that to me one day and I was like, or in a meeting and I was like, holy shit, that is so true, right? Like that is how we gain perspective. And so I'm a very big believer in jumping in, just trying shit. And like, it may not be the thing, but it's going to teach me about something and put me in the next spot to learn the next thing. Mm -hmm. Because jumping in and trying stuff when you're brand new, like you're never going to be good at it. I would much rather take a couple punches and jabs in round one than take a haymaker in round 12, right? So like, I kind of want to like, all right, let me see how I feel about this. Let me try that thing. So I think if we can kind of come into this idea around health and having goals and what we're trying to do and biohacking as like, yeah, I don't know if that's my thing, but I'm going to give it a try to know. And uh, then it's like, okay, I don't like hit training or I don't like CrossFit or I don't like bodybuilding or I don't like powerlifting or I don't like Pilates. I don't give a shit, right? It turns into like not knowing what you don't want or what you won't do or what didn't work or doesn't resonate with you is just as valuable as finding the thing because as Ashley is just saying it to you, like very few people or you've ever find the thing. You're kind of always in this journey of finding the thing. So if that's the gauge, if fat loss is the thing, like you're never going to get there. But if it becomes the, you know, finding your why and that, I know that's thrown around so much too, but you start looking at like, okay, I might want to lose body fat or I want to lose weight or I want to, you know, whatever that is turns into, and if you can get introspective enough to look at it and say, here's what I'm not able to do with my body right now, or here's what I need my body to be able to do that I'm afraid can't do. Mm -hmm. Right. And like that usually comes out with like, I'm a dad now, I'm a parent now, or like, I can't get down with my kid and crawl on the ground for more than five minutes without shit hurting. And then it's like, yeah, guess what? That kid's going to turn four and he's going to think that the couch is a launching pad while you're down on the ground still. And you got to catch a 50 pound ball of human <laughs> while you're in the ground, not in a safe lifting functional position. And I'm like, you about to be, re- it's in a real tough spot. And that yeah. comes out to where it's like, oh, like, you know, my dad has arthritis and I know it bugged him that, you know, he wasn't able to be as physical with me at, during my childhood because of that. Uh, and it's like, when we can root down and like, yeah, I don't really give a shit if I have a dad bod or have a, you know, I'm not shredded or, but like, if I can jump out and go hike, uh, and do this with my kids, or I can go still play tennis with my buddies, or I can still go golf or I can st- like whatever your thing is and finding that limit that might be being able to just walk, go on a walk after dinner. Right. Like, mm-hmm. or just not be in pain every moment of your day, or like that might be your thing you're working towards and you're just constantly doing things, but finding that will really start making it determine where it's like, okay, I heard that's a thing. Cool. Let me go try that. Nope. Didn't work for me. On to the next thing. Or, yeah. Ooh, a little bit of that worked. What if I go down further down this rabbit hole? 
And that's the difference between people like you and me and where people look at failure is that like you and I are like, no, let me try that, let me go down, so. And that's it for today. Like I said, pretty short and sweet. I hope that you enjoyed it and got something out of it. Uh, Thanks again to Sam for lending his awesomeness and positivity and expertise. Shout out to Sam. Go follow him on Instagram. Um, Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I feel like this stuff, so much of it is about semantics and clarity. Um, You guys may have seen that I did a a rant um, attached to a recent podcast I did with Dr. Ellie Michelle about the concept of toning, which again is about semantics. It's about not being clear on exactly what we're talking about and what we actually want. And so it's very hard to achieve a goal when you, when you really aren't actually clear what the goal is. We may think we are because everyone just wants to air quotes, look good. Everyone wants to be toned or be lean, but we don't know what that means. <laughs> and when we create these sort of vague concepts of like, toned. I just want to be toned. Um, I just want to, I want to get into biohacking because it's quicker. I want to do things quicker. You know, we don't really know what that means. You know, toned, we, we say that toned means just sort of like looking leaner, but what that really means is building muscle so that that muscle shows through this healthy layer of fat that we as women always have. Um, and, but if we think it just means losing weight and getting smaller, we're going to do something different than if we understood what toned meant, which means being both lean and muscular. Do you see what I'm saying? And so the biohacking thing, so often we think that just means take a pill, do some crazy weird quick fix peptide technology thing, just throw some money at it and some doctor is going to tell us what to do. A lot of times biohacking is literally just figuring out ways to do what we're already doing more efficiently, right? So it's really not a trick. It's not a quick fix. It's just we kind of put this weird name on it, right? So anyway, I'm entering into rant territory again, but I think that one of the things that we can take out of conversations like this is just about getting really, really clear. Whatever words you use, you don't have to say biohacking, you don't have to say toned, you don't have to say paleo, you don't have to say anything. But for yourself, getting really, really clear on what exactly you actually want, not what you think people should think or think that you want or what you should say that you want, or, you know, maybe you don't want to be lean. Maybe you don't want to lose 20 pounds. Maybe you don't want to get into fasting or deadlift twice your body weight. Maybe you don't want those things. You just think that you should want them. That's not the way to achieve a goal either. So spending some time with yourself in your own brain, writing it down, getting clear on it, And then once you're clear, the steps to get there become clear. And that's what I hope. Anyway, um, thanks again to my friends, Primally Pure, for supporting this show. I basically am just spritzing myself with their natural complexion mists and their body butters made with grass-fed beef tallow and their natural deodorant that somehow actually works. I don't even, I don't really sweat or smell anymore. Like for real, it's crazy. Their stuff is amazing and it's beautiful and it smells nice, and it's kind of affordable, like considering that it's like fancy, really high quality uh, skincare products that are made with real ingredients and not a bunch of weird chemicals that are going to mess with you. Uh, So love them so much, love everything that they make. I haven't tried one thing that I didn't like, but if you have any questions, like if you have skincare concerns or there's something that you want to try and you're not really sure, 
ask me because I'm basically a pro at this point. I've tried and bought everything. Um, so yeah, send me a message if you're interested, if you you know want to try something and you're unsure. Uh, otherwise, go to primallypure.com, use the code MUSCLEMAVEN, get yourself 15% off on anything you buy. And if you get something, let me know what you think. Tag me on social media and tell me what's working. And that's it. I will see you here next Tuesday. Hopefully, I've got another great guest, another great topic, more for you. As always, thank you for being here and supporting me. And uh, I'll see you next time.